Welcome to the Let's Do This podcast, your not-so-secret weapon for wedding planning, inspiration, inclusivity, and a good dose of sunshine. I'm Maddie Mills, photographer, cat mom, super cool dork, and your host. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Do This podcast, episode number nine. We have officially made our way almost to double digits, and man, oh man, I am so humbled and so pumped up. I say humbled, and boy, do I ever mean it, you guys. Thank you so much, listeners, for sending me your sweet messages of support over Instagram when every episode airs. So today, I'm inviting you to click pause, go leave that support in a review on iTunes, and help me spread love with even more people who need to hear it. Am I going to say it? You betcha, people. Virtual love, virtual health hugs, virtual cookies, and all of the things. I am back on the pod today for, drumroll please, another wedding episode. So many of you asked me to help you with backyard weddings, so today you are in luck because I hear you all coming in hot in my DMs and I am so ready to whip you into shape for the backyard I do's of your dreams. That's right, people. Today is Backyard Wedding Boot Camp with General Maddie Mills Photo. Ha ha ha. I'm so funny. (laughs) I've even got a sergeant with me who is trained and ready to kick some wedding booty. She is a wedding planner and designer working in Newfoundland and Toronto with years of experience planning weddings of all shapes and sizes. She can do everything. Today, she's here to help me dish on backyard weddings for all of you beautiful people out there who are marching to the beat of your own drum, because I know that is every single one of you listening. You are all my soul people every single day. <laughs> Roll call, Sergeant Andrea. Hey, girl, how are you? Hey, girl. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Welcome to the Let's Do This podcast. Thanks. So happy to be here. Yes, tell the masses who you are, Sergeant Andrea coming in hot. Oh, hey guys. Uh, so I have a company called Borrowed and Blue. You may or may not know us as Something Borrowed, Something Blue. We did a little rebrand probably two years ago now. And I've been planning weddings in Newfoundland for the past 10 years and uh, just recently branched out to Toronto. So I am doing a little bit of bi-coastal living now and planning weddings both here in Toronto and in St. John's. Yes. Oh my God. I literally can't believe that. Like literally saying it's so good to see. I know, it's the best. People. I love it. It is. <laughs> it's so good to see people from Newfoundland moving on up in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's a great so little balance because I like love the city living and, and the balance of kind of getting to be closer to friends and family that are here. But of course I'm from Newfoundland and always have the biggest soft spot for the ocean and the rocks and the cliffs and all that. So it's the the best of both worlds. So, so oh, it's so fun. true, like 100%. So how did you get started as a wedding planner here in Newfoundland? What was it that sparked interest in you? So this is a total fluke story. I actually originally did a music degree at Munn in St. John's. I was a, yes, fl- a flautist back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I actually moved to Halifax for a few years, was teaching kind of private lessons And I had originally planned on going to do an interior design course. My mom's an interior designer and had done um, a kind of a correspondence course for her training back when she started back in the day. And I looked up her school online, which is the Sheffield School, which is like a correspondence program only based out of um, New York City. And I wanted to kind of do that course. And as soon as the page loaded, they had just added this brand new wedding and event planning course. And I was like, "Uh, that sounds like the funnest job ever. So I read about the course and um, I was living in Halifax when I did the course and my very first wedding was actually September 2009 in Halifax and then major throwback (laughs) throwback. and then that was the only wedding I ever did there because I knew I wanted to 
um, kind of head back to St. John's and I spent the next kind of nine years there building the business. Yeah. So you moved to Toronto last year, was it? Yeah. So I've been in Toronto since October. So I was kind of planning that through the summer last year while doing weddings and whatnot. And it seemed like a crazy ordeal. And it's actually been the smoothest transition ever. So I've been that's so lucky. good. That's so incredible. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. I actually love it when you and I work weddings together, especially because wedding planning can be so beneficial. Because um, oftentimes, if there's no wedding planner, it, the job sort of defaults to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as a photographer. So I love when there's a wedding planner because it's just like squad up. It's a big mood and everybody yeah. works together. So how can wedding planning be beneficial? Why would you recommend it to everybody who's tuning in? Oh, God, I would say like the easier question to ask is how can wedding planning not be beneficial? I think uh-huh. a lot of times the only reason people don't book it is because they have have this misconception that it's like crazy expensive and they can't afford it or it's some like bougie process that they <laughs> like feel they are not deigned to be part of but honestly I have never ever had a client that hasn't at the end of the process been either like I can't believe we ever thought about doing this without you what how like how would we have done it ourselves or people that have booked for like just day of coordination have said like if I could go back all over again, I would hands down fork out the money for full planning because it would just make my life so much easier and allow you to kind of sit back and enjoy the process more. Well, it's so true because, you know, most people who are planning weddings, it's their first time doing it and, you know, hopefully only time. <laughs> so people really, you know, they go in blind and have no idea what they're doing. And this really exciting time in your life can be so stressful. And like, if you're tuning in and this sounds like you, message me and tell me because I know, <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know all about it. Yeah, it's crazy and I, I just hear from people so much that they're so stressed out about their wedding and I feel so bad because it's supposed to be this like huge exciting thing yeah. especially yeah especially with my clients who are planning backyard weddings because that's like a whole other kettle of fish because you know they're not having support then or a tradition then of the way things are done from a venue or anything like that and there's mm-hmm. just so many more moving pieces to it and often when people are planning a backyard wedding they want it to be um, you know very laid back and personal and it often ends up being so many more moving parts than they ever realized so yeah yeah like what are your thoughts on backyard weddings why do you love them despite all the (laughs) all the stuff that can happen honestly I have a love-hate relationship with backyard weddings I I do love them when we're involved for sure I've had friends that have tried to do them and um haven't you know had anyone there to help them on the day of and it just ends up kind of being a little bit chaotic and the schedule is a bit of a mess and everyone's a little stressed out but like they can be a very beautiful thing to do I think the the little stranger danger part of planning backyard weddings is that people have a misconception that like oh I'm just gonna have a chill backyard celebration it's gonna be so great and casual and we'll just hang out yeah none of that's gonna happen so like the thing you have to keep in mind is that if you book a venue although you may have like extra costs associated with booking a venue you have to understand that literally everything that you need Um, As far as dinner service goes, food service goes, your guests sitting down, all of those things are included in a venue. So not to say that you can't do a backyard wedding. Tons of people do them. We've done like we we did a wedding on the side of the ocean in Gross Morn and literally brought every living thing to the side of the ocean. We did one similar to that last year in Mobile at the end of the season. And they were stunning once they came together. And there's like you say, there's just so many moving parts, but you have to pay individually for you need tables for people to sit down mm-hmm. and do that. You have to pay to rent tables. You have to pay to rent chairs. You have to pay to rent lighting. Sometimes you have to add electrical onto the property so you can support a band or a DJ and generators needed for um, food preparation. You need bathrooms. You need So you just have to kind of be cognizant of 
the fact that it might not necessarily be a cheaper way to go. It can be lovely. And it's really lovely to kind of have your memories attached to a specific location. If it's like a family property or something that's really special to you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be like a cost saver. I think that's the only thing that people kind of have a misconception about. Yeah, totally. So like taking those pitfalls into consideration, like why are backyard weddings a great idea for some people who are willing to deal with those potential problems and, you know, are going to work around them to to bring everything together? Why do you love backyard weddings and why yeah. can some people really benefit from it? Well, I think like first and foremost, usually people want to have like a backyard wedding because like I say, it's like we had a bride years ago that did one. Um, on her grandparents' property on um, like the old highway out in CBS and it was stunning. So like in years to come, when you are all back there celebrating as a family, you have all of the memories of the wedding there kind of attached to the property. So people love that aspect of things. You do also have like more flexibility. There's less rules of like, you know, you can't attach this to a wall and you can't (laughs) hang things Mm -hmm. with with this product. So you can kind of have more flexibility in in what kind of setup you want and if you're bringing in all of your own things and you really can kind of pick and choose you don't already have like a predestined chair or table as far as yeah not as many rules per se yeah for sure and you have full full range of the timeline for the day too you don't have to worry about what time you can get into the space to set up you probably if you're doing your own decorating can pick away at things like a couple of days before as long as you have a tent or something set up so that aspect of things would be a little bit more relaxed And then um, you have the ability to kind of go, depending on where you live, you know, with city limits of of music rules and all that kind of stuff. You can do more stuff, like you can do fireworks, you can do whatever else kind of comes along with it that you would have to go through a huge amount of red tape to do at a venue. Yeah, totally. So there's definitely pros and cons to it, but I think we can both agree that we're 100% in the camp for doing it as long as, you know, you go about it properly and make sure that everything is together. I think it's an incredible idea. And especially me as a photographer, backyard weddings are my personal favorite because, you know, everyone does have the capacity to really relax a lot more and there's so much more emotion usually tied up in it. Mm -hmm. And I think once everything does come together, it can be really beautiful. So where do people even begin? Like what's a a timeline for everyone who's tuning in and wants a backyard wedding? How would you recommend people get started with the planning and like some big things to look out for? Yeah. On their planning schedule. I think the timeline is not a whole lot different than planning a regular wedding in a venue. The only thing you kind of have to be cognizant about is like if you're getting married in the summer, um, you want to make sure that you meet with any kind of installation people, specifically tent people, um, the season before. So you don't want to wait till like the year of and then be like, oh, maybe we'll call and book a tent now, like two months before the wedding, because we live in Newfoundland and there's not that many vendors for those things. No, so, there's only a couple for sure. Yeah. And a couple like reliable, like really good quality vendors for sure in that area. So I would say you want to do at least a year out. So you have the ability to bring them out to the property because they're going to need to look at like a, the piece of the land, how big it is. They're going to need to um, do a couple tests to see where they can put like the tent support pegs down in the ground for support and whatnot. If there's any clearing that needs to be done to the property, you know, all of that like a year in advance then to make room for the tent. So then um, as soon as like the snow disappears, which in this case might be like July by the time you get rid of your snow this year. Oh, please help me, Mother Nature. I don't want snow <laughs> in May anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but that will give you time to jump in like right at the beginning of the following season to do any land clearing or landscaping, any of those things that need to happen. I know a lot of people tend to kind of put more time and effort into their flower beds and stuff, not the year before. So um, you have like the right kind of flowers kind of coming up around that point in time. So yeah, those are all just things that are fun to totally. think about. 
And that's a really good point because, you know, it takes all kinds to make a world. And in my experience, I've had couples who book me two and a half years out, six months out. I sure. even had someone who booked me like three months out from their wedding and it was a full day. So everybody kind of does things at their own pace. But yeah, that's definitely a great tip, guys. If you're looking at doing a backyard wedding specifically, really put emphasis on planning farther out instead of trying to mush everything together um, a few months before. Because like Andrea said, you're really going to need time to take care of important things so that's a good one yay you yay. <laughs> yeah and I mean as far as everything else goes like what are some cardinal things you mentioned this a little while ago but what are some big things that people will need to think about bringing into their space as opposed to like just being able to show up at a venue yeah so for sure you need to think about all the rentals you need to bring in so furniture as far as, as, far as um, tables and chairs go for seating for the actual reception if you're doing a sit-down thing if you're doing a cocktail reception, you still need to have some seating. Typically, we recommend anywhere from 60 to 75% of your guest list have seating if you're just doing a cocktail because people don't want to be standing around for three hours regardless of whether or not they need a table to like sit down and cut up their food. Um, whether you're a girl in heels, you're pregnant, you're elderly, you're just lazy and you don't want to stand up for <laughs> me. three hours. Me if too. You're me. <laughs> or like if you get on your feet all day running around in the bridal party even, sometimes you just need to sit down for a few minutes. So you definitely want to have some seating either way. And then um, you'll need to take into consideration seating for the ceremony, which of course could be transitioned into seating for the reception afterwards if you have people in place to kind of move from location A to location B on the same property. Um, the big thing I feel like people usually get a little over overwhelmed with is dishes because usually like you don't ever have to think about like how many plates do I need for 160 people you would think you need 160 plates well not really because if you have a buffet and people decide they're going to go back for round two and they don't take the first plate and then there's no plates left or if they have uh, a side salad on a small plate and you've only ordered enough for dessert plates all of those things. So you kind of have to, in some cases, order extra so you know that you have them or you need to have a couple designated people on hold ready to like wash dishes between like who's clearing tables, all of those things. So the biggest things for sure are like rentals and also staffing. So you want to make sure that you don't just have a catering company there doing the food, like taking into consideration who's directing your guests when they're coming, who is clearing tables between courses, who is washing glasses if you run out, who's running to get more ice if you run out of those things. Like you want to have either, of course, a day of coordinator on hand, but you want to have kind of runners available to do those things if um, you don't have a coordinator in place for sure. Yeah. And that's a good point too. And I think it does depend as well on what type of backyard wedding you want to have, because I've shot some that were you know, it was basically like they turned their backyard into a luxury venue <laughs> that I've had other exactly. ones where it was very, um, very chill and laid back in the sense that it was more like a family barbecue kind of deal. So mm -hmm. I think it depends on the vibe that you want for your wedding as well. So even oh. if you are, yeah. And so even if you are going for more of a, um, like a very chill thing where it's more of like just a family get together type of vibe, mm -hmm. you can even go out and thrift plates and things like that. Totally, so there's yeah. lots yeah, so there's lots of different ways to bring stuff together for sure. We actually did a wedding years ago where a bride made um, her own candles in teacups. And she found, went out to thrift stores and found all these vintage like teacups and saucers and made candles in them. And those were like scattered in between centerpieces on the table. And it was like the cutest vintage look I have ever seen. Oh, but that's so incredible. Obviously takes an incredible amount of work to do something like that in advance. Yeah, definitely. Great. 
Totally. So yeah, like I said, guys, it really all depends on the type of vibe you want your writing to have, how much work you're willing to put in. And thankfully, there's a way for everyone to go about it because you can, you know, like I said, have it much more laid back or more luxury backyard wedding, do everything yourself, bring in a coordinator. You know, there's so many different ways you can go about it based on your personality and, you know, how much work you're willing to put in versus not and how you want the day to go. So that's really good to know is that, you know, there are options out there and hire someone like Andrea to help you out. (laughs) It's so good. So what are some some little do you have any concrete tips for people to kind of round all this out and really help them wrap their head around you know how to get started and a few really important things to keep in mind to kind of wrap it all up because it's all the information being torn at everybody right now <laughs> yeah for sure I always feel like when I meet with people I'm like okay just prepare yourself to soak in everything I'm going to throw at you right now and then when you leave you'll be like okay I both feel like completely overwhelmed by information but also strangely relaxed and like everything is under control at the same time yeah 100% like just go back and listen to this episode over and over and over and take notes <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly hit the replay um, so as far as like, you know, like any potential snags and whatnot to look out for, I would probably like, of course, I'm going to say hire a planner from the beginning. I'm not saying that to sell our service. I am saying that because it literally just makes your life so much easier beforehand. Getting married is such a special time and really such like a great family moment too, that you don't want to overwhelm your like mom or your aunts or your cousins or bridesmaids or whatever it is of course there's going to be things for them to be involved with and help out during the wedding planning process but I think the biggest misconception about planners is that you think someone's going to come kind of come in and take over everything that's not the case at all you still get to make all the fun decisions you still get to pick and choose who you want involved in the day what it's going to look like we just do all the legwork of like chasing down vendors and getting pricing and Um, making recommendations to you based on people that we've worked with before or whatnot. So that's a a good first step. Hire a planner. If you don't hire a full planner, I beg of you, hire a day of coordinator at least. (laughs) Me also. Yeah. (laughs) I'm also (laughs) photographer is not run ragged because I hear that from multiple (laughs) photographers, not just Maddie. So for sure, hire a day of coordinator so you can rest easy and your family is not like running wild all day trying to make it completely. You want to enjoy yourself, right? And I mean, I've written a blog post on this too. What's the point of spending all this time and money and, you know, getting married to celebrate your love and then not even being able to relax and enjoy yourself? So For definitely sure. that is like and, and people, one. like you'll wake up the next day and be like, okay, I just spent the last year and a half of my life and probably like 20 years before that dreaming of this day. And I was so overwhelmed the whole day trying to make sure that everything happened the way it was supposed right. to. Right. And like, like I couldn't. There. Yeah, and couldn't wait for it to be over because you were so stressed out. Like, we say no to that. (laughs) Yeah, so I think I've sold the the day of coordination (laughs) effectively. (laughs) Aside from that, you for sure want to get the tent guy or gal out there early and check out the site, make sure if there's any work that you need to do beforehand, like the year before or the year of, that you have all that well in advance so you have lots of time to get it done. You want to check, like, access points into the property. So if there's a driveway is it wide enough for like a bigger box truck with rentals to come in or for your caterer to come in? Do you have parking for everyone? Are your neighbors going to want to stab you if you park cars in front of their driveway? Like for sure chat with your neighbors, let them know what's happening, give them the heads up. I find that always makes people so much more laid back about the fact that there's going to be a ton of cars around or there might be extra noise or whatever it is. Just give them that heads up. If you're real nice, you can bring them a little gift or something like that. 
invite them to the wedding if you want to do that. <laughs> um, and then for the rest of the property check, you just for sure want to check the electrical service. Some of older homes, you may need to like upgrade the amp service on the house, or you may need to just rent generators that are far enough away from a tent or a ceremony location that you're not going to hear the roar of them through the whole ceremony. Um, but you have enough power to power all of the catering stuff to power lighting to power if you have a band or a DJ or whatnot, all of that is super good. And the one thing we haven't talked about, which is huge when it comes to outdoor weddings, pretty much anywhere, but especially Lay it down. <laughs> good God, girl, have a wedding weather plan, please, 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 please. I beg of you. Even if you never use another venue, it is worth putting down. If it's 500 bucks, you got to put down to make sure you have a venue for the day of, because you might think you're safe if you have a tent, um, I will tell you a brief story of, uh, not the very first tent wedding I did in Newfoundland, but a beautiful tented ceremony that was supposed to happen at Glendening, I want to say in like year one or two of my career. I love wedding horror stories. It's oh, a sin, but like, I love God. it. I know. And like, I feel like you, it's not with the intention of terrorizing people, but you just want to be prepared for what's going to happen. That's not the whole point. Exactly. That's the whole point of backyard wedding boot camp, people. We got to kick yeah. your booty and give you education. <laughs> exactly. So we had this wedding. Of course, the venue was inside because it's at Glendening, but we had the ceremony um, was supposed to happen in front of that beautiful waterfall that Glendening has. And so we had a tent rented to put up there just in case the rain came. So that was like our weather plan. Uh, and I was a noob and fresh, and I did not think that we needed a backup for the backup plan. Um, and that wedding fell on the same day as Hurricane Igor. <laughs> and no. I will tell you, it is a huge liability to set up a tent even days before a storm like that's supposed to happen because if you have guests in there and you get a big enough gust of wind, that whole thing can pick up off the ground and come down on top of the guests that are inside of there. So the tent company was like, we just can't set this up. Like it can't happen. It's a huge liability for them. We would be responsible for the guests underneath. So we then within like 24 hours to, I would say probably to date, one of the biggest weddings I have ever done. And I was a total noob and, and was like fresh and <laughs> trying to trying to look like I was the duck, you know, underwater with the feet going crazy and above was like, I'm so calm and cool and collected. Um, but, you know, we figured it out and we ended up doing the ceremony inside and had the whole room kind of pipe and draped off with the reception tables already set behind and ended up doing like a entire wedding flip in 45 minutes during the cocktail hour. That's but insane. It was the most insane thing for every single vendor that was involved. And the guests were none the wiser, which is why you have a wedding That's planner. incredible. <laughs> but you want to for sure just make sure you have a backup plan that you have already ironed out all of the details. So like the morning of, if it looks like it's going to be a disaster, you just pick up the phone and call one person and that plan just rolls into action and it's not stressful. And you just soothe your little heart that maybe it didn't work out exactly the way you wanted it to, but it will still be beautiful. Yeah, 100%. And that is so good too, because, you know, I am a total advocate for you know, going for the weather and trying to have a good attitude about it and doing everything outside as much as you can, if that's what you want, even for though sure. it's raining. But, you know, at a certain point, we do have to be realistic. You can't get married outside in a hurricane. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so it is for sure a different ceremony, like aspect too. like, for sure, if it's a little bit sprinkly, and your guests are kind of covered with a tent, you can for sure still get married outside. But like, you don't want to have a ceremony and reception in the pouring rain if you don't have a backup plan of a tent or another venue. Like, that, that's not ideal to do to your guests. <laughs> no, definitely not. And I mean, 
you, you have to follow your heart and follow your dreams, but also, you know, have a good attitude about it and just make sure you have a backup plan in place. Guys, seriously, if you're considering a backyard wedding, you know, we've named off a lot of different pitfalls and things like that, but still, there's no reason not to do it. You just got to go about it in the right way and make sure that, you know, you're keeping your ducks in a row as you go through. It might take a little bit more planning than the average wedding just because there's a few more moving parts and everything like that. But if it's brought together properly, it can be absolutely stunning and beautiful. And I were both a huge advocate for it. So guys, Backyard Bootcamp was a success. I think you should do it. (laughs) Go for it. This is like, Oh, Andrea, you're literally amazing. You're a backyard wedding queen. And I know everyone is going to be absolutely dying over this because (laughs) I have so many couples who want to get married outside and go to the beat of their own drum. So thank you so much for helping them do that. (laughs) You're so welcome. And I wish you all the best of luck. And I hope you get that beautiful, magical Newfoundland sunny day. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being on the Let's Do This podcast. Until next time, I'm Maddie. Let's do this.